Monica and Jordan, Workplace Besties, giving you introspective realness and randomness that may literally get us fired one day. Welcome to our first freaking episode. I can't believe we actually have a podcast. Like, who do we think we are, Jordan? Not exactly sure. But I will say, as just two regular smegular black girls working in HR, trying to lift each other up, I feel like people are going to be able to relate to this so Absolutely. well. Absolutely. I feel like what they need to hear is somebody who is not on a hustle, somebody who's nope. not wearing Kevlar, a.k.a. a waist trainer that's not... Wait, I think I have a waist trainer. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, do you? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? I'm not out here trimming and relaxing baby hairs. I'm just trying to pay this mortgage and figure out the best way to navigate life. And I feel like I've always tried to tell you, I know you don't believe me, but I feel like everybody needs that support system. You need your tribe behind you. You need your work best friend. You are absolutely right. I didn't know what I didn't know. And now I know. So everybody does need a work BFF. And this story is literally how we met, our origin story, how we became work besties, how we became real, how we even got so close to even starting a freaking podcast in the first place. The story basically writes itself. Beyonce, jealousy, side eyes, all of the good stuff. So picture it. New York, July 2019. We didn't even know what COVID was. I just moved to Harlem from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. For the rural girlies out there, you know that that's Amish country. I was working for a global agriculture manufacturer who shall not be named, but I just wanted to move to New York to prove to myself that I could do anything that I set my mind to. And so I had to find a new job, I had to get an apartment, and I had to find a new friend group. So it was just a lot of new starts for me. And I started interviewing in healthcare, which I'd never done before. Saw a posting, it looked really interesting. It was for an HR partner in New York. And I interviewed, went back and forth for a couple of months, got the offer and picked up and moved. And I think that was all in the span of like two weeks. But it surpassed all of my expectations. Got there, started the job, found the place. I actually put together a binder. If you know me, you know I'm all about organization. So I had, you know, all of the paperwork printed out. I had all of like the copies of my ID. Listen, I knew that the competition was fierce to try to get an apartment and I did not want them to have to be like, oh, can you go back to your office or can you go back to your non-existent home and get all this information together and I could lose out just that quick. So I wanted to be as prepared as possible so I could get the apartment and I did move in and start my life. So I was really excited to be starting a new job, getting onboarded, waiting to just start this new part of my life. And so... I started my first day. There was literally a champagne toast. I think it was like sparkling cider actually, but you get the gist. And then I just wanted to feel something, right? I wanted to make sure that all the magic I had experienced wasn't just circumstance of working at the same company for eight years. Mm. I wanted to know that I could actually do hard things regardless of who I was working for, where I was living. So Ended up meeting Monica. We got set up on a one-on-one. Because? Because we're both black and because (laughs) all the HR people had to meet each other in one-on-ones. We had no agenda. But what I do distinctly remember is that I reached out to you maybe an hour or two before the meeting. It was like, oh, where should we meet? And how, you know, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, I'm busy. Like you literally (laughs) rescheduled our first one-on-one. So pause before people think that I am a jerk out here in these streets. 
this meeting was scheduled when I was on leave. Okay, I don't know who was handling calendars, but I know it's like illegal to work when you're on leave. But it was scheduled when I was on leave. So when I came back and had all these meetings, I'm like, I need to breathe. So it was nothing to do with you. I could have handled that better. I could have been nicer. You're right. You know. You're right. I look It's back. fine. It's <laughs> fine. You were going through your own trials and tribulations. So it's fine. So for me, I was just glad to be there, even though it was hot and it was sticky. And I had to learn that you actually had to wear appropriate footwear, that rats were going to run rampant. You know the story about how I stepped on one's back one afternoon. Shaking my head. It's a lot. But... <laughs> It was still exciting, right? There's no greater city on earth. Whatever your feelings are about New York, you have to admit she's that girl. She is that girl. I just think we were on two different page, two different wavelengths. So you were being introduced to New York. I, although born in Nigeria, I grew up in New York. So this was just where I was. And I was coming back from New York after being in Nashville for five years. Yes, very random. Why am I in Nashville? It's because of my husband, who you will hear more about along the way. It was the case of the trailing spouse. He decided he wanted to be a dentist. Here I am, following love. But it worked out for us because we have family um, in New York as well. And I came back to a company that I worked for previously in HR, in a different role in HR, but was able to come back in an HR capacity. So here I am, back in New York, and I'm coming back to New York with two kids in tow, twin boys that are 18 months. So my life, I was not trying to meet anybody. I wanted to work, come back home, and then I had to hustle and bustle because this dude was a resident and they hours, they don't care about them. So it was me and my boys. I was not checking for anybody. And I boomeranged back to this organization, which I knew of, but I had to re, like, reestablish myself because it was a whole bunch of new people. So I just think that you were all like bushy-eyed and, and what is it? Bright-eyed bright eyed and bushy-tailed. Bushy That's the thing. You were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And I was just like, ugh, here I am. Mm. Here I am. And then we met. And those two energies collided. And then it was just like, who the heck is she? And who the heck is she? And then we went our separate ways. Literally. Literally. I mean, for me... I was just so excited to, you know, do my class pass and do my Pilates and my yoga and find my studios. And also it was just a big change for me because in my previous organization, it was not unusual for me to work 60, 70 hours a week, right? Like I got to the office 8.30 in the morning, would leave at like 6, 6.30, go home, open my laptop back up, keep working, put, probably put down like a bottle of wine go to bed, do it all over again. I would be in the office on the weekends, just trying to make sure I stayed on top of emails, projects, deliverables, everything. So this was my opportunity to work truly a nine to five and then have a personal life. So being able to go out to happy hours after work and really socialize and start to separate those two things for myself was a huge deal. And so I really appreciated that and just getting more physically fit and just starting to live the life that I guess I'd always assumed I could have, but never really had the opportunity to experience. Yeah, so, she was basically out here living like sex in the city, living wow, single. Wow, wow, Again, we will get more into that, but she was out here living her best life. I'm out here humming, drumming on the plane, trains, and automobiles to get to Staten Island from Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, she was on a compound in Staten Island, like a no-fly zone over this <laughs> compound. Like, that's how she's living. I was in a 600-square-foot apartment in El Barrio, but, but I was having a good time. You and were. we were just, 
it was interesting because at first like we knew who each other was after we finally did meet and she didn't blow me off but we would like see each other in the hallway and it was just kind of like hey hey and go our separate ways right like that was really it mm-hmm. plus there's an unwritten rule and everyone knows everybody black knows this rule like you're not going to stand in groups like where two or more gathered in the bible that's a good thing because that means fellowship and the lord is present when you do that in the corporate world it means you're plotting a slave rebellion and somebody's going to interrupt and break it up and be like get on somewhere get mm-hmm. back on this plantation pick this cotton we don't have time <laughs> that's what it cotton. means Child. listen but I, I think you're absolutely right what i will say though because i do have to note this to the people that i did appreciate every time i did see you in the hallway you definitely had your janelle monet uniform she was always in black and white Okay, it was it was reverse black and white, black on the bottom, white on the top, and then it would go a different way the next day. But it was mm-hmm. always black and white. And I'm like, mm-hmm. huh. I went to Catholic school, and so I loved a uniform moment. And uniforming, capsule collection, I know that's like very like it girl fashion, but it also just makes sense because you always look put together. No matter what's going on, if you know you're going to wake yeah. up and wear like a good black pant, white silk shirt, a heel, some gold, bold gold jewelry, then it's a vibe, right? Like, and you can just accessorize from there. Red lip, hair down, braids, whatever, right? Like that was my aesthetic. Yeah, it was your aesthetic. And I appreciated it from afar. I was not going to tell you that because I'm from New York. We don't right. do that. They're just going to give you the slow up and down <laughs> in a, a long two suck because she's Nigerian, right? So it's not even going to be the pop of the lips of like... Right. That's what it is. That's what it is. What right. It is. So I didn't even know that was a thing until I heard it on a street corner in Harlem. And I was like, wow, he's pressed. And so when she did it one day, I was like, is that a Nigerian thing? And she's like, I mean, kind of. But I like understood that. Right. Like they're not hating on you. They're just kind of like, I mean, you cute or whatever. It's that energy. Right. Yeah, like, and they're yeah. never going to say you're cute or whatever. It's just going to be the long up and down look. It is. It is. I've gotten better now that I've moved to the South. I've gotten better with my life. But all of that to say, there was a point in time from this relationship, from the time that we met to seeing each other in the hallway, that the cosmic stars aligned. Mm. And you looked at me and you were like, dang, she's that girl. La, 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 la. That's what you were saying to yourself. Okay. I think that's what you were saying to yourself. Okay. Um, I really yeah, do. Well, I do. But but I will say, I really feel like this is where Beyonce does her thing. Shout out to Queen B because she brought us together in a did. way that was different. I don't know how we found out about this together or knew that we were about that life, but she dropped her line with Adidas. It was the burgundy line. Oh my God. And we were both about that life. No, I remember how it started because Layton had like done the alerts on Adidas.com, whatever, had like bought all this stuff for you. Layton is my husband, by the way. Shout out to him. Love you, boo. So he had gotten you all this stuff and we were talking about it and I was like, oh, I'm, I didn't order anything because like as soon as you, if anybody who's tried to get Ivy Park before, when you get online, it's like always immediately sold out. And so depending on what level status you are with Adidas, whatever, you might have like even better access. But Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't going to get anything online. You had it all coming to your house. Shoes, skorts, (laughs) bodysuits, sports bras, leggings. Now you got all the people thinking, no, I didn't have that many pieces. She had like seven or eight pieces. So me, I in the snow, rain, sleet, (laughs) uphill, eight miles, <laughs> on the train, I go to the Fifth Avenue Adidas, and that is Fancy. where I had to hoof it 
to the physical storefront to get the outfit. So I ended up with the biker shorts okay. and like the little bra top. And we both got the jacket, the, the asymmetrical, asymmetrical jacket. jacket. My happy place. Yes. Literally my happy place. She Can't nobody. To this oh day. my goodness. To this day. <laughs> nobody will take that jacket from me ever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But that's how we connected. I was like, oh, I started looking at you different. Right. Like, okay. I guess she is kind of cool. Wow. Okay. And also because. <laughs> You're going to hear me say wow or wow wow a lot just because Monica's doing the most at all times. <laughs> all, the but, time. all the time. All the time. On 10. But really what brought us together is that Monica didn't want me, but she also didn't want anybody else to want toxic me. Toxic energy. And toxic energy, toxic right? Energy. Like this Absolutely. is this is destroyed gene energy, right? So <laughs> Bottom line is, bottom line is, I was talking to another coworker in the office. We were chit chatting. Monica walks by and then literally backs up and is like, uh, "Interesting. Okay, so what are y'all talking about, right?" Now there's now three black girls gathered, so we know somebody had to exit. And Mm -hmm. I was in my office, so Mm -hmm. it wasn't gonna be me. Mm -hmm. So the other person's like, "Girl, I'll catch you later. I'll text you." And you should have seen Monica. She's like, "Wait, y'all got each other's numbers?" Facts. Like, how dare you not have my number? You didn't ask for my number. And then I found out that you guys just finished going on this black girl magical joy ride. Yeah, we did. To go see Issa Rae and all of this. I'm like, what is happening? Right. That was at 92nd Street. Why? It was more than just the text. It was all of the things. And there was like this cute, like little South African wine bar. Don't go into your date night. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not trying to hear your date night. So good. I love Issa. Here you go. Love her too. But still. So anyway, she comes into my office in a huff at this point. And I was like, oh my gosh, Monica. I was thinking about you this weekend. I was going to send you a text. And Monica perks up. She's like, oh, you want my number? And I was like, you're not going to catch me looking thirsty. (laughs) I was like, she's like, you want my number? I was like, no. Definitely tried to play hard to get with me. I did not. Like, I just was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. Right? Like, (laughs) I am an open book. I'm going to just be like, let's, you know, meet, let's spend time together. Like, let's explore the city. It's very Mm. eager beaver, new to New York energy. And like, like she's already explained to you, she wasn't really into it. Mm-hmm. So what was I supposed to do, right? I wasn't gonna like do all that, but she eventually came around, I wanted did. to start hanging out. I did. Also, we had another coworker who was like eager to yes. like do after work. She was. Things. She was. She was so eager. I love her. And but Monica wasn't checking for her either. No. She's like, "You're stalking me. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. It's giving single black female energy. Like, get off me." That was how Monica would talk to that her would, at lunch. That would be how I would talk to people, guys. So just a sidebar from that, okay? I tell them how you said, "I don't need no friends." Exactly. My husband's my best to, friend. But I was about to tell them that though. Let me speak. Thank you. What I was going to say was that in the past, and I am working through my trauma because I do like to think through why I act the way I act. In my past, friends were not the best thing for me. Okay, they, they that's just because they not, weren't real friends. I understand that, but that it just did not work out well. Mm. So for me, I was just like, I'm done with this. My husband is my best friend. I'm not looking for any friends. Mm-hmm. I'm over that part of my life. Mm-hmm. Bye. So that was my vibe. Really unhealthy. Really it was. Unhealthy it, was place. it was probably. It was probably unhealthy. Now here, here's the thing. Don't say I don't want people to feel like I was just sitting there by myself. I had acquaintances. I would meet up with people. I would go out with people every now and then, but they were not my friends to me. Wow. Maybe they thought they were my friends. They probably still they think probably they're my friends They probably would today. have referred to you in other You're conversation right. as Monica, my friend, or my friend Monica. Sorry, guys. You might want to check. Check with me if you're my friend or not. <laughs> if I use that word for you. You have to be elevated to the friendship thing. Yep. But yes, there was a third person. But all of that to say, I actually planned our first date. 
Like I planned our hangout. Guys, I went all in. You know what I mean? I had I went to a um to Caroline's comedy club, mm-hmm. made sure that we went to go see Amanda Seals. That was a really good time. It was a good time. And then we had a restaurant. Shout out to our producer Donna. She hooked us up with this restaurant. We got VIP treatment. We did. It was so good. It was so good food. And again, we were dressed according to our, our personalities. personalities. Even now. Even, even now, now. We're always going to be ourselves. We're going to be consistent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't remember what I was wearing, but I was definitely probably some hot girl It stuff. was a crop top and it was sheer. Okay. That sounds like me. You're right. So it was like a sheer cut off crop top uh-uh. with a bra underneath. Uh-uh. Excuse me. I don't. My parents listen to this. Thank you. Um, and they see how you pull up. <laughs> you might put on a cardigan over it with them. But one thing, if you're going out with Monica, she's absolutely going to have on a crop top. I am going to have on a crop top. It doesn't even matter the season. It doesn't matter. There's a crop top for every season. Every absolutely. season. Absolutely. But no, I, I, it was an awesome day. I and really you had the asymmetrical had jacket on. I did have my jacket on. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually came up to me that night and said, don't I know you from like Instagram? I'm like, that's funny. I don't have Instagram. So I don't know yep. how you know me. You were they giving, thought I was a celebrity. You, they were giving you, she's like an influencer. She's Something a creative. Like Something like mm-hmm. that. See? Vibes. We didn't even know that we were going to create a podcast later on. It yep. was just a vibe walking in. Right. But it was a fun night. And then the world shut down. And the world literally shut down. This was December around the time because we're both December babies. Yes. Our birthdays are four days apart. Yes, they are. Shout out to all the Sagittariuses out there. And we had a great time celebrating our birthdays when we kind of first met. However, I want to be very clear that one of the first things Monica said, she's like, I don't share birthday cakes. So do not. She literally said to our coworker, she's like, and you better not put both our names on a cake. I don't do share birthdays. I was like, I came into this world alone. I'm going to celebrate my birthday alone facts absolutely i'm not doing that which is which is funny because i have twins and i definitely do joint cakes i need to be better they were born a few minutes apart like that's we're like okay so that that counts okay as long as i'm safe i don't want to be a hypocrite no i mean i don't want to be a hypocrite we had a good time we like went out (laughs) to a bar we were like midtown east or something like we went out to a bar like we hung out we did other stuff we would meet up in brooklyn we would do other things and we would do this thing where we would invite like a third person Mm -hmm. as we were testing out our own friendship we would Mm -hmm. always have like a third person with us but then we would have side combos about whatever you know when you get to whispering and you like have that side chat and if you're not in the side chat you're who's getting talked about. That is the rule, right? Like if you're in a group text, you better believe there's a side chat going on. And if you're not in it, you're the person who's getting talked about. So we would have these like third person, the group person, like whatever. And it was a good time. And then we eventually just cut all pretense. We were like, we don't even need them. No. Right? Like, let's just you and me hang out. Me and you. And that's what Against the world. During COVID. During COVID to the point where, remember the time we went to the restaurant? I don't even remember where we were, but it was when they had the igloos outside. Oh my gosh, it was so cold. It was so We just needed to see each other so bad, you guys. We had brunch and it was maybe 15... Degrees 16 degrees I, sh- I shit you not it was so cold we could see our breath but we were just like committed and they like this was like at the height of the pandemic so you still had to wear your mask everywhere mm-hmm. even outside like we were in igloo we were following protocols guys we were following protocols it was a thing yes. but I enjoyed myself like I hoofed it down there my toes were frozen mm-hmm. but you know if you were living alone in the city during the height of the pandemic like you just really needed that socialization even if you really like yourself and yeah. you had to spend time by yourself and I am an only child so I get it you still needed to like see other people just to know you weren't like completely alone yeah we didn't have any vaccinations we didn't have any information and my worst fear was I was like what if I somehow get sick like I don't have you know family here I'm just now getting to know people so I think just having that opportunity to like start to build those friendships and have somebody you can talk to and count on was super important at that point it was it was and I really I find it interesting that 
I feel like our relationship evolved during COVID. There are times when everybody was supposed to be so separate and apart. Mm-hmm. That's actually, we, we became closer together. And it wasn't just like these secret meetups, but we were actually doing work together, which also made it fun. Like we were cool. doing projects together and really kind of going off of each other's vibes, uplifting each other, elevating each other. And I really got to see how you think. What well, was the EDI thing. stuff, remember? Yeah, like it was. Edie and I so Edie and I is Monica's like milieu. But for me, I didn't know anything about it, but I had a client that wanted to do work. And so I feel like for me, I don't have that kind of ego. I'm gonna pick up the phone and call someone who like knows better. Cause at the end of the day, I just really want to do good work for my client. So this was like my opportunity to call Monica and be like, look, my client wants to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Here's some ideas I have. I know this is like your area of expertise. Would you wanna work together on this and that kind of set off a chain of events so we worked on stuff for my client we worked on stuff for her clients and we and that's really how we got to know donna even better because we even did stuff for our own hr team during that time that 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 whole meeting that we planned and that got into like all the music and that's how we really got to be friends because we started to figure out like what were the things that were important to us and music really brought us together because monica speaks to me and other people in in lyrics like that is how she communicates is in lyrics so, I think I probably did it on this episode. There um, was probably two, three songs in, at least, interjected. Absolutely. At least. So that was fun because we actually got to think about like, how do we want to share who we are? And that was like our toe in the water of if we ever had a podcast, what would it be like? Yep. And so we picked out music. We had like Q&A, like yep. engage the audience, like have them make a playlist. Like it was a vibe. It was a vibe. People out there, you should hire us. We don't have a business, but you should still hire us. I feel like we could have a business. Absolutely. But I still want my check on the 1st and 15th, though. Because we need to pay this mortgage. The way that my mortgage is set up Mm -hmm. and the way that I need to go on vacation often. Mm -hmm. Like, I need a regular check and a second revenue check. You got to keep up the fancy life. It just is what it is. No, it's just, I don't want anybody, I'm not out here in Gucci and gold, right? Like, I'm out here in Madewell. And gold vermil. Like, I just want people <laughs> to be goes. very clear, living a very middle class life out here. But so Monica, am I. sure. As am Mon- I. Look, we're at lunch. Monica's like, oh, can you hand me the, the black bag? I'm like, oh, the Louis Vuitton? That's what you want me to hand you? Right? Like, meanwhile, like, we're we are not the same. She and I are not the same, right? We like, spend out, we, we have lavish lives. We just choose i lavish things differently. Sure. That's what it is. Okay. That's really what it is. I mean, because your art collection is insane. That's because my, my art pieces are my children. Okay, right? but that's what I'm saying. But that's where you spend your money. Because I can like look at them and they appreciate, right? It's part of like my portfolio is part of like my retirement plan is try to invest in, in those type of things. That's you know what so I mean? so beautiful. I feel like you're being flipped, but okay. I am not being flipped. I'm like, you're going to pass on art. I'm going to pass on Jordan's. That's dope too. I mean, so we love, okay, so we love our music. We love Jay. Fashion, yes. Yes. But so we both appreciate fashion, but in a different way. In a different way. Right? Like, because one thing I'm going to do is it hits you with a strong neutral always. Right? Always. Always. But I will probably do a bright lip. Not right now, but they are moisturized. But Monica is, if she pops up on a team's chat, it's going to be a bright lipstick. She's going to be head to toe neon. (laughs) She's going. Listen, I want to be a highlighter. It is the year of the highlighter. I I want to look like every highlighter that's in the box that you used to like highlight your papers with. That is me. And she's always going to be herself. I get on a call with her one day. Homegirl has on a tracksuit. And oh gosh, she also has on like chandelier earrings. It's 
I was like, you look like the mom from the Goldbergs. Like, what are you even doing? Like, she, it, like, Monica's always going to hit you with a style. Like, even if she's casual, she's going to have, like, an ensemble. And I feel like that is always the best part about her. Like, she's always going to bring, like, a look. Aw, that's so sweet. I appreciate that. Mm. But I also appreciate your neutral. But you have so many different layers. Because I feel like one of the times when we secretly went out when nobody knew, <laughs> then you came with some tights and some Air Maxes on, some 95 Air Maxes. I was like, wait, hold on. This is not what I was expecting. And that's how we started to learn about each other's fashion. So I just appreciate the different layers of you. Like, I feel like each time there's something new that I learned and it just, it brings me closer to you. Like, I adore you for that. And you're truly who you are as well. Always. Like, always truly who you are. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X to the fullest, but truly who you are. <laughs> Book bully to the fullest. So Book bully. I love books. Like, growing up, I was in two or three book clubs and they would like deliver three books per book club right until my mom cut me off I'm still working through that in therapy really (laughs) upset about that no one told her to cut off my book club but anyway um I love reading tried to make Monica read books alongside me so that we could also bond over that I sent her cast by Isabel Wilkerson. So good. This Guys, is not, I also this is not want a you to know, post. it's not a sponsored post, but this book. So I appreciate the thought. It was a nice little note in there and everything. I kept the note. It's inside of the book um, said, that like, I didn't open. It said, <laughs> but here's, here's my beef with Monica. Not only did she not read the book, she had the audacity to put it in the bookshelf behind her. So it's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic. So whenever we get on a Teams chat, people are always like, your yeah, library collection is wonderful, Monica. Is. I they see Cass. And she gets so much points off of that. And I'm like... The spine, no, but I tell them the, the truth. spine is fresh. It has not it, been it cracked. Like been there's no bent dog-eared pages. No, there's I, you no know what? Notes in the margin. I did try to read it. I did try to read it. But it's so thick. It's like a textbook. And also, I just, I want to read happy books. I realized my, my book language, because of you, I started reading books. But I realized my book language. I'm more of a short story girl because I feel like it's accomplished. After I made you read the short story. Exactly. See, so, that, so I the cast, to my will. I would not, I would not give in so on that So she sent me a book when I didn't even agree to read the book. Mm-hmm. She sent me a book to my house, okay? And then the next thing, she was like, well, if you're not going to read this book, you need to read this thing. And it was a short story. And I actually read it and I enjoyed it. And we had a whole conversation about the mm-hmm. book. And so now I'm into short stories. So I buy books with short stories. And that's all shout out to you. Look, I love a good essay. You know what? Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Same, same, It's how I show people I love them. And I really had, after she called me a book bully, I was like, Mom, do you think I'm a book bully? She goes, I mean, yes, but it's something (laughs) I appreciate. She doesn't. One thing she's not going to do, she's not going to lie. lie. She's not going to lie. She's not going to cheat. So, But she was like, but I understand that that's like how you show people that you care. Like, I literally give people books or art as gifts because I'm like, you know, this is the gift that keeps on giving. You show your love. I didn't know that at that time when you sent me this book. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is really sweet, but Mm -hmm. why did she send me a textbook? But now I know, and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And you also cards, art, art, all of that. Like you were so thoughtful. It's all it's all still in the original packaging. I want everyone to know that. Like the art is not actually framed or hung on the wall. But (laughs) I just moved to Texas, which is a whole a year ago. There is no art on the wall. Mm -hmm. I will get there. I've taken a break this year and I will get back to it. But your art, I love it. Your cards are up there and Mm -hmm. you hit me on the nail with the card and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Does Mm -hmm. that hit me on the nail? Hit it on the nail. Don't hit me with the nail. Hit it on the nail. (laughs) 
the but, struggle. But I appreciate all of it. Like I literally do. And I tell, I hopefully, I mean, I think I tell you thank you, but I, I do want to tell you. You do. Person, like, thank you. You do. I appreciate Especially it. the one, the, the barbershop poster, like the one that quotes Fela. Like oh that was the one you're like, I love Fela. Like who, this is the Like thing. who would do that? That is so thoughtful. So I can't wait to put it up. I just got to have my wallpaper up, even though I don't have expensive wallpaper like some people out here in these streets. No, but I got to put my wallpaper up. Don't do that. And then I'll put up the, and then I'll put up the painting. I also want to point out that at your new compound, right? She went from a she went from a New York compound to like a spread, right? In Texas, they say a spread. So, I don't know. They say that in Texas. Yes, they do. Um, and so I don't. I live in a townhome community. Um, I do what Gross. I can do within my budget. I live according to my means. Now, am I trying to make it comfortable? Yes, Monica. What? Did, how did you describe my style? She said. She said my design aesthetic was the ancestors. Ancestors. That's <laughs> oh it. Nobody. God. HGTV did not coin this. I coined it. Like I was born in Nigeria, but I feel like there's more African pieces in your house <laughs> than there is in mine. I don't even think there's a Nigerian or an African piece in my house right now. I mean, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not I, yet. But yes, yeah, it's the ancestors. It is the ancestors, mm-hmm. which I told Ashley Ross, who's the designer I work with at Muse Noir, and she cackled. She was like, you know what? She's like, I'll allow it, right? Like, that is, I just pick pieces that have a story, have some sort of history to it, something I have like a visceral reaction to. So I'm not just picking pieces to fill my house. I'm picking pieces that speak to me. So at Absolutely. the end of the day. At the end of the day, where did I, again, I don't know how we got here. We were talking about how we met and how you need a work BFF. But this is how we typically talk. It like is. we, we literally schedule teams chat with each other and just talk about whatever. And it, it just goes whatever direction we want it to. It does. It does. But what is a work BFF, Jordan? Like explain that to the people. I mean, I feel like it is fundamental to your existence, right? Like you, that was probably the best advice I ever got. So when I started, my career as an HR partner, one of the then HR managers said to me, he said, everyone needs a work best friend. And I really didn't understand the importance of that, but because I made such close relationships then and then also with you, I try to pass that on, right? Like you need that person that you can go and talk to when you're having the worst day or even when you want to celebrate with them or you just want to share an idea. You just want to become better. You just want to have that support system and people who uplift you and believe in you and care about you so you know you're not all out here, all on your own, right? We're not really meant to do life alone. So mm-hmm. that's how I've looked at it. And that's like how I've tried to approach different relationships. So that's what it is for me. No, that that's beautiful. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't know what I was missing until I met you, Jordan. Real talk, real talk in New York. Oh, I wow. didn't know what I was missing until I met you. So if you're out there, my advice to you is definitely get you a work BFF. Um, pandemic or not pandemic, you definitely need that. It's not just on a personal developmental level, but also just work-wise. Like, I think you've elevated how I think about things a little bit in terms of just work or how I would approach it. And I know that I have somebody that I can call without judgment if I don't know anything, right? Mm -hmm. Or if I need advice on a presentation or whatever that might be. Having that, that area of just comfort and, you know, that safe zone is... I mean, it's unmatchable. Like it, it makes you be and show up the way you want to show up. Um, so thank you for that. And everybody out there, please get your work BFF. And if you don't have one, we can be yours in the interim. 
because it's not like Jordan believes in friend monogamy anyway. Wow. All of that to say, this started out as a joke. Like this this was us speaking to people or being in meetings and people were like, you guys should have a podcast. Like I would so listen and we're like, eh, whatever. And I really took it up to say like, we can actually do this. And although you were dragging your feet mm -hmm. and kicking and screaming and didn't want to do it. Because I was like, who, like how, how typical of millennials, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to be unique. We're going to start a podcast. Like it just <laughs> felt ridiculous. And I was like, would, would people listen to this? Like, who are we? Like we're actually the regular everyday girls, right? Like we're not billionaire lifestyles. We're not, you know, heads of fortune 500s. Like this no. isn't about like exceptionalism. This isn't about like that lifestyle. It's just about the everyday person. So we're not, we're not social media influencers. No. We don't have like, you know, millions of followers and this is just kind of part of our portfolio like we're really just trying to understand who we are and we're also trying to make others feel seen as much as we can so we feel like we're comfortable exploring and talking about the things we've done really well the failures that we've had the disappointments um, and trying to figure out who we're about to become this podcast this season is really to elevate and inspire the regular people those that are working the nine to fives we're not influencers we just want to talk about ourselves our journeys who we are what we're about and we just want to rep for the regular smegular black girls out there for the every girl absolutely and hopefully it inspires others this is non-creatives being creative at best or trying to so stay tuned life can be heavy but it's lighter